On Spotlight today on KRWC, it is our third Tuesday of the month already, and on the third Tuesday, we visit with Adam Austin. Adam is an extension educator in the Agriculture, Food, and Natural Resources Division of the U of M Extension Service, and he joins us for uh, topics here in the month of March. Adam, welcome. Good to uh, talk to you. Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me. I've been asking people today if they are proclaiming it spring yet. It's hard not to get spring fever after uh, the attempts late yesterday and what's going to be today. Yep, when you're out in that sun, it definitely feels like spring. I, You know, the snow maybe says otherwise. we still got a little bit of that hanging around, but I think we're going to be getting rid of that pretty fast here too this week. It was quite a snow. I don't know for sure if uh, what snow was in your area, but boy, it really came down here yesterday morning for a while. Yeah, I guess I wasn't expecting quite what we ended up with. I heard there was some snow coming through overnight, and uh, when I woke up in the morning, it was a little bit uh, more than I was expecting and actually <laughs> made for some bad roads and stuff, I know. so it certainly um, did. You know, yeah. it's, yeah, we're definitely not strangers to snow in March, but, um, yeah, I guess that caught me off guard just a little bit. Yeah, uh, four to five inches around here, so that, uh, I don't know if, a lot of that will run off. I guess we can kind of talk a little bit about the, uh, the... It's been a rough, rough winter, I think, all in all. It's been, you know, minus a couple of days in February where, you know, you got that, you know, uh, lone day or two that it got up to about 40 degrees. But, boy, we sure had our share of cold temperatures, too. Yeah, I completely agree. It was We didn't really ever get that stretch where we kind of got a break from the real cold temperatures. You know, there wasn't a week in January or February where it was a nice 25 or 30 degrees and sunny in the afternoon. It just seemed to be cold all winter long. So it's definitely nice to kind of get, get a break from that, and that probably makes things feel even nicer out there right now. Uh, but, you know, on the bright side, always on kind of this line of work we're thinking when it gets really cold like that we know too that there's things out there uh dying some of our pests and things like that so kind of a silver lining i guess when we get those really really cold temperatures over the winter what are you hearing about frost um is it uh, pretty deep i mean we're getting to the point where we're starting to think a little bit about when the frost will come out now yeah, frost for the most part is pretty deep. Um, the only thing that really would have prevented that, obviously, is a lot of snow cover. Um, but, you know, in most of our fields for most of the winter, we had some snow cover, but it wasn't a ton. Uh, you get out in the open fields and the snow kind of blows away, melts, settles on, on a nicer afternoon, stuff like that. So I think we're looking at a pretty deep frost layer, and it'll probably... You know, it might take a little while for that to come out of the ground. It sounds like road restrictions in Wright County and all over the state might be starting to kick in here soon uh, this week or next, something like that. So, yep, frost is, uh, I think it'll be pretty deep down there, but I can't say I've heard any exact numbers myself. Seems like more often than not, uh, it takes, especially in a winter situation like this where you've had really, you know, cold temperatures, that it takes sometimes a uh, kind of a good healthy spring rain for the for the ground to really thaw out yeah definitely that can help if we get a little bit of water you know getting down into that soil profile and warming it up a little bit that can definitely help a little bit too so um yeah i think uh you know it, it feels weird to talk about it but march 15th you know april 15th only a month away by then we'll have the frost out of the ground and we'll be, you know, hopefully thinking about planting and stuff like that around that time. 
Adam Austin, U of M Extension Service Educator, with us on our monthly Spotlight program. Let's talk about these commodity prices. Boy, you know, we give the um, the county prices daily, and, man, they have just been doing nothing but just soaring here in the last, um, well, two weeks, three weeks or so. Yeah, it's been very volatile, obviously, with everything going on on the other side of the world between Russia and Ukraine, uh, along with some other factors. You know, South America had some rough, dry weather, it sounds like, for the most part of their growing season, which is kind of wrapping up now. Um, So between those two factors, things are really going up. You know, I can remember months and months ago coming on the radio station here and and saying, you know, prices are pretty good. As farmers, you might want to look into locking some things in already, you know, but that kind of, uh, that maybe not, that advice isn't looking so good now anymore with the way things have gone up and up. And we have seen some weird things too, where on a, you know, for a part of a day, um, we've seen prices crash and correct big time a lot too. But for the most part, like you said, way up. Um, corn's at 739 when I looked this morning. Uh, we are looking at lower, you know, more reasonable futures um, prices. So if you're looking at, you know, your 2022 crop, um, that's trading at 642 right now out of Chicago. And Howard Lake has about a 50 cent basis there. So looking at about, um, you know, 590 corn for um, if you're contracting, you know, in, in this area. Um, beans were up above sixteen dollars, trading in November at fourteen and a half about, and wheat's over eleven yet, and trading in December for nine eighty six. So those are really high prices. Obviously, um, that's led to some discussion about what farmers might plant if there's going to be any changes there, um, all that sort of stuff. So it's it's crazy to follow these markets. Um, it's confusing, honestly, right now with so many different variables having their effects as well as, you know, the speculators in the market, too, are certainly, you know, making their, making making sure that the people know they're there as well, I guess, um, is what I'm trying to say. So a lot of different weird things going on in the markets right now for farmers to pay attention to. And that volatility is, I suppose, uh, you almost have to expect it's going to continue here, at least in the short run anyway. Yeah, for sure. You know, if things don't... Um, um, change anytime soon out across the world. Like I said, that's going to keep having its effect. Um, we're not sure what the weather's even going to look like for us this year. Obviously, uh, after a poor last year in some areas, that might have have an effect on how people strategize going into this year. Um, of course, our input cr- prices are still crazy, whether it's uh, chemicals or fertilizers, whatever inputs you might be looking into purchasing this spring. Those are all really high, too. So um, the decision, you know, even with these higher commodity prices, the decisions on what to plant and what's going to get you the most return isn't necessarily an easy conversation this year. Adam Austin with the U of M Extension Service on our spotlight here today on KRWC. Well, let's tackle this uh, gas price and fuel price situation because that uh, is going to probably continue to be a big, big factor for uh, producers as we get into the springtime. Yep, and I know uh, with some contracted fuel out there, some people are getting are feeling pretty good about getting some lower prices locked in. You know, a few months ago or something like that. But that is going to have a huge effect this this spring on farmers. Um, so that's another conversation that we've we've kind of had before. Where where can we save money this spring and and really reduce our costs? Um, one of those places might be you know finding a 
a way to skip a pass across the field here or there, um, if at all possible. That can be really tough, especially if we do have some wetter soils trying to get that stuff to dry out this spring and stuff like that. Um, so that's uh, that's definitely something farmers want to be watching. You're going to be you're going to want to talk about a agro- your agronomist about any potential ways to save on fuel costs. Um, along with that, like I mentioned, chemical costs, uh, seed costs, wherever you can uh, find find a spot to kind of pinch the penny would be great because, um, like I said, even with these higher higher commodity prices right now, these input prices are certainly kind of counteracting that. I would imagine, too, that the uh, price to the uh, pr- producer or grower for other inputs like seed and things like that, that probably might be affected as well because of the cost to transport, uh, you know, trucking costs, uh, all kinds of things kind of weigh in on some of these. For sure. And I think there are, um, for some seed companies, there might be a couple varieties that, that they are a little bit shorthanded on if they were grown in a, in a drought-stricken area last year. So that could be an issue. Like you said, the cost of transporting things, um, just finding people to transport ship things right now can be tough. Um, so all the logistical things definitely got to be weighed in. It doesn't sound like we're going to be having quite the supply issues um, with chemicals and fertilizer that we maybe were scared of earlier this winter. Uh, that's not saying that those issues are completely gone, but we're, I think we're avoiding a what would have been a worst-case scenario a few months ago. But with that said, too, um, you, Ukraine is no longer exporting. They're not exporting any grain or commodities, but they're also not exporting any fertilizer products. So that's just another you know little area where it's going to have an effect on on our supply for farmers as well. So lots of different things going on. Um, this that's definitely something where you're in touch with your with your suppliers and making sure that you have a plan A, a plan B in case you know the right products don't come along. And how are you gonna how are you gonna best manage these sort of weird situations that we're dealing with? Last year we had the about the worst drought we've seen in a long time. Are growers or producers inclined to maybe think about a little bit more drought-resistant varieties? I suppose there's limits as to how drought-resistant they can be. Yeah, definitely. I think that'll be something that some farmers look into. Um, that definitely depends, too, I think, on on kind of your soil moisture reserves. How much did you get last fall? I know a lot of our area kind of got some water last fall to replenish things a little bit. Um, but that being said, we're not going to have near the soil moisture available that we did at the beginning of last year. So if we do get really dry this summer like we did last year, uh, things will probably start to look bad a little bit quicker than we saw last year. So um, definitely making sure that you're going through that with your seed rep, uh, figuring out, you know, where can I save money? Where do I need to be uh, more protective of my crop? You know, like you said, drought, drought tolerant varieties, or is it corn rootworm, different BT traits to help protect against, you know, corn rootworm and other, other pests? Where is your money best spent when it comes to seed is definitely, um, can be a challenging uh, conversation because you can always spend more money for more, more traits and more good things in your seed, but also, you know, saving a buck up front on seed costs can be a good idea too, if you can manage conventional seed or things like that as well. So, um, definitely things to be thinking through. I would, you know, like, 
like I said, definitely get in touch with your seed reps. I'm sure most farmers have already and really just think through uh, kind of your risk management with your seed as well as trying to get the, you know, move the ceiling for your yield as high as you can as well. Let's um, maybe go over some of the uh, seminars and webinars and things like that that are coming up. I know we want to talk about spring days. That's more on the kind of the uh, backyard gardener side of things. Maybe let's finish up the farm things first, and then we'll get to spring days. I know you've got, uh, is it a dairy meeting tonight or a dairy uh, seminar tonight? Yeah, actually, right tonight they're having a dairy producer night out. It's a calf and heifer care panel. Um, that's down in Winthrop uh, to the south of us in Sibley County. So it is quite a drive, but I just want to quickly mention that because I know that's, I've heard that's a real fun night for, for producers to hang out, get some food, and then, you know, listen a little bit about, um, in this case, calf and heifer care and figuring out, you know, if there's anything that other farmers are doing that you can bring back to your operation. So if you want information on that or these next couple of things that I mentioned as well, just please get a hold of me and I can definitely get you um, signed up or, or all the information you need. But that'll be down in Winthrop tonight at Hans Dining and Lounge. And um, if you're looking to hang out with some other dairy farmers and uh, learn a little something, uh, that would definitely be a good opportunity for you. And then I'll quickly say, um, before we get to spring days, there's a couple other uh, gardening things going on as well. Uh, Meeker County is actually having their Gardener's Gala on Thursday, March 24th at the Church of St. Philip in Litchfield. Uh, That'll be kind of an evening thing. It starts at about 6 p.m., and they have a few speakers there talking about flowers. Uh, Turf grass is a is a topic there as well. So just a nice little evening there if you're a gardener. Uh, that's $10 to attend if you sign up. Well, actually $15 if you sign up at this point um, for March 24th. And then also the the McLeod County Master Gardeners are having actually an online virtual gardening series. Their first one was actually last night um, where they talked about uh, all things trees, and then they also have one coming up on April or March 31st, sorry, where they're talking about uh, garden planning, and then on April 9th, they have kind of their big uh, main event where it's, you know, they have several speakers coming in, and they have some other things going on as well, so another gardening opportunity for people there, Um, and then just another couple quick things for me to mention. It is Farm Family of the Year season, um, so we're always happy to accept nominations for the Farm Family of the Year. Um, We have a lot of great options out there, I know already, but always looking for input from the community. So if you have any anybody that you think is worthy of that Farm Family of the Year award, uh, please get a hold of me as well. Then one last thing I want to throw out there, coming up on, and of course now I've got to go find go back and find the date, but coming on March 22nd, so just a week from now, um, at 12.30 to 1.30, the USDA and Minnesota Extension, they're collaborating for a webinar that is going to um, kind of explain loans and grants for beginning farmers and ranchers in Minnesota. So all the different, you know, cost share, grants, loans, uh, different financial 
um, opportunities for young and beginning farmers, uh, a webinar explaining all those different opportunities and how to be successful in applying for those will be on March 22nd at 1230. So great, great opportunity if you're a small farm, if you haven't been farming for very long, and if you're looking to get a little bit of financial assistance to help get your operation up and running, that'll definitely be a great opportunity for you. So I guess that's kind of what I had there outside of the spring days things, Tim. All right. Uh, maybe let's uh, spend uh, one more quick second on the farm family of the year and maybe uh, give folks an idea. We have you know, been doing the announcing of uh, or making note of the farm family of the year for many, many years, but it's, uh, it's quite an honor. And, um, you know, there's, especially because there's so many deserving farm families around the area. Yeah, we're definitely not at a shortage of deserving families, um, that's for sure. So it is a very cool program to recognize some of the some of those farmers in the area that are really making a difference in the community or doing something cool. This farm can be any type of farm from, you know, my first year when I just showed up, our farm family of the year was Swenson Gardens. Uh, they grow chemical-free peonies and ship those all around the country and sell them online. So they have a really cool farm there, very unique. Um, it could be a dairy farm. It could be a large crop farm. Last year, our um, farm family was the Spikes in Buffalo, and they kind of had a unique situation where the town has kind of grown around their farm and given them some unique uh, challenges. So um, it could really be from any angle. Uh, we know there's obviously dozens and dozens of, if not hundreds of, deserving farms in Wright County for this award, probably. So, um, but always, you know, happy to, happy to look at nominations or consider other farms that we don't really have on our list as a farm family subcommittee. Um, so feel free to get a hold of me because we do like to, to hear from, from the community on, on the farms that are really making an impact in their lives. All right, now on to the Master Gardeners and Spring Days. And unfortunately, this is yet another of the uh, things that have been kind of uh, racked by or, uh, you know, cast aside by the COVID situation here. But uh, we're going to get back and try to be uh, uh, full-fledged Spring Days this year. Yes. So Spring Days, if, if people aren't familiar, it's kind of a big gardening education day. Um, to kind of get us prepared and ready to go for spring and then get us all excited as well um, to get out in the garden. So um, I actually have not experienced spring days yet. I When I showed up in Wright County, I missed it by just a couple months. And then the two years since, we've not held it due to COVID and other reasons like that. So um, lots of different speakers coming, lots of different uh, things going on. There will be vendors at booths. There will be a silent auction. Your food is paid for or is part of the day, so you don't have to worry about bringing lunch or anything like that. Um, you'll walk home with a goodie bag as well, uh, full of a few neat things, some informational things, that sort of stuff. So it's a fun, fun day um, for those of us interested in gardening. Uh, Spring Days takes is taking place on Saturday, March 26th from 8 a.m. to 3.15 at the St. Michael Albert Field Middle School West. So it's uh, it's kind of a whole Saturday full of gardening and uh, conversations like that. Um, $35 if you pre-register by the end of the week, that's March 18th, or $40 if you just show up the day of event, the event 
um, or or register sometime between the 18th and 26th. So that that price does include your breakfast, lunch, some snacks, uh, that goodie bag that I mentioned. So definitely get your money's worth, um, as well as you know, obviously all the the speakers and the the things going on throughout the day. Our um, what do you call it? Keynote speaker will be Becky Swenson from Swenson Gardens, who I just mentioned about the farm family thing a little bit ago. So that'll be, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the speakers and things we have going on at Spring Days. So um, really fun day, really excited to experience it and see and see what all the hype is about with such a big, uh, big event here. Well, i got to think after uh, two years of not being able to have it, uh, all of the green thumbs and the master gardeners uh, in the area are raring to go. Yes, I would think so. Um, we're, you know, I know for sure the master gardeners are really excited that they're actually planning this and it'll be moving forward in a couple weeks. Uh, they really enjoy putting this event on for the community. And it is it is kind of a really fun concept of, you know, how can we learn new things and bring new things to our garden this spring. So the timing is is really just perfect for that as well. Give me the date and location again, if you will, Adam. Yes, so that'll be Saturday, March 26th. So just, uh, what is that, 11 days from now, uh, starting at 8 a.m. with some breakfast. Uh, and we'll have lunch in the middle of the day between all the speakers, and it wraps up at 3.15 there on March 26th. And that is at the St. Michael Albertville Middle School West in Albertville. So if you have any questions, feel free to get a hold of me. Um, there are you, there are links and stuff to register, um, but I think for you know for today's radio, um, I think we'll say the easiest way to get signed up for any of the stuff that we've talked about today is just to get a hold of me. Okay, and uh, we're going to try our best to have a uh, spotlight next week, primarily focused on spring days. So the whole. Uh, the whole 20-minute time period will be spent on more details of uh, what will be there, the uh, guest speakers, the vendors, all of that. Definitely. We're hoping to get, you know, uh, an a active master gardener here to kind of walk through everything that will be going on for the day and really kind of explain more in depth than what I got into today, um, who will be there, what the goals are for the day, and, and what people should expect. All right. Adam, always good to talk to you. We uh, look forward to our visit here in the month of April. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see what, uh, how close we are to, to feeling like spring here one month from now. Yeah, well, it should hopefully really feel like spring. If it doesn't feel like <laughs> spring by then, that'll be kind of sad. But hopefully our fields are drying out a little bit, and we're starting to think about getting into the fields and starting off our 2022 growing season. All right. Thank you, sir. We'll talk again in April. All right. Thank you, Tim. Yep. Adam Austin, Extension Educator in the University of Minnesota Extension Service, serving our Wright County area on today's Spotlight on KRWC.